Hello, hello. My name is Dr. Rachel Gainsbrew, and I am obsessed with all things short-term rentals, revenue streams, and helping you navigate your career, real estate, and your busiest and most wonderful seasons of life. I'm an immigrant, a pharmacist, a wife, and a mom who took one guest room rental and turned it into a multi-property seven-figure real estate business, which has also landed us on TV. I'll teach you the real secrets and everything you need to build a short-term rental business that you love. I discuss the hard topics, mistakes I've made, and the mistakes others have made so you don't have to make them for yourself. Financing, automations, acquisitions, low occupancy, scaling, and building your team all while balancing your life are all subjects to be discussed here. Consider me that one best friend you can come to with your short-term rental business questions. So grab your coffee, get comfortable as you get ready to learn and grow with me. This is the Luxury Short-Term Rental Doctor Podcast. Okay, so everyone, welcome to our Facebook Live tonight. I am super, super excited to have with us the infamous Kelvin Ma of Rank Breeze. And so do you guys remember a couple of weeks back when we had a little case study where one of our Facebook members posted that her listing just wasn't really showing up. Sometimes it was showing up to her on like the first page. However, she wasn't getting any bookings. Debbie, I hope you're here. <laughs> and so we all chipped in. We troubleshooted. Thank you, Tracy. So what happened was when I placed her property into Kelvin's tool, Rank Breeze, we identified that she was showing up based on those search terms, of course, but she was showing up on page 17 plus is what it said. And that's not really a good place, right? If you're trying to get your property booked in a market that is really, really hot, which was the Smokies, right? The Smokies, no, Blue Ridge of Georgia, lots of beautiful cabins. Her pictures were stunning beautiful cabins, beautiful experience. She had the fire pit. She had all the lights. I mean, it was just gorgeous. But why was she on page 17? Why was she not getting all the bookings? So Great Breeze really helped out in identifying where she was. And then after we pulled all the levers and, and take a look, I did a quick snapshot of her before and after. After we pull all the levers, she moved to page one, okay? So with that, I got a lot of chatter on the back channels. Like, what is this tool, Rank Freeze? How did you, you know, find out exactly which page that she was on? And so Kelvin, I invited him here today. He is the founder of Rank Breeze to kind of tell us a little bit about what about himself. Tell us about yourself and tell us what is Rank Breeze, Kelvin. Sure. I always have a, a a weird time speaking about myself, uh, but in general, uh, I'm a Canadian Airbnb host. My background is in uh, is in is in digital marketing, I suppose. Uh, but I kind of popped on and started realizing, oh, this is kind of strange how how Airbnb organizes these properties. You know, where am I showing up, and how come I'm showing up like this? And that just sent me down. Uh, a pretty deep rabbit hole and um, eventually just started to research things and putting content out there to, to, to share things out with people. And then eventually this just ended up uh, becoming a tool because quite frankly, it, it, it was a, 
a big pain in the butt to constantly be be checking uh, my rankings all the time. And you know, there's all you know. When I think that's one thing too that will probably go along is that. Uh, sometimes people say, you know, I, there's there's one rank, right? But there isn't just one rank. There's there's tons of different rankings. All of your rankings are uh, uh, are all put together, and, and that kind of formulates your your overall search visibility. But that's a little bit about myself. Uh, rank Breeze is a software and services company. Um, we have a software product that uh, that revolves around rank optimization, some price optimization, as well as market data, as well. Um, and, uh, the services end is a, um, it's kind of like our optimized listing description service. It's where we help people essentially relaunch their listing. Uh, and we can talk about that a little bit later, but that's, that's probably the, well, we can probably just leave it at that. Okay. Okay. So Calvin, you touched on so many good points. So, and this is something that I know that a lot of the short-term rental investors are quite aware of by this point, but just in case you're not aware of this. Uh, listeners and those in the listening lounge, if you go and search Airbnb for your area, just to scope out where is your listing on there? Uh, why is it that sometimes I'm on page one, sometimes I'm on page two, but oftentimes more than not, I, I'm on page one and I feel really proud of myself. But what if I'm not getting any bookings? Is there something wrong with the way I'm searching for my property? Is it telling me the truth? Is it you know, is that the source of truth or is there some kind of uh, is big brother watching over my shoulder and he recognizes that, hey, she keeps looking at her property. I'll keep presenting her her own property. So you tell me, <laughs> bust the myths. Tell us the truth. Tell us about that. Uh, sure. So there's probably a few things in there. And the I think the main question was whether or not when you are searching for your property, are you doing it correctly? So probably the best practice would be to turn uh, incognito mode on and then search for your property. Um, but you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways that somebody can find your listing, right? They can go even, they can go search for your property on specific, uh, you know, uh, let's say you have your entire calendar open, um, for the next 30 days. And, uh, you know, somebody could be searching from the first of the month to the fifth of the month, from the second of the month to the, the fourth of the month. So there's a, you know, there's lots of different ranges in terms of the, those date ranges and how you're going to show up. But overall, the best practice would be to, to turn on incognito mode and then uh, search for your property from, from, from that lens. Um, one thing, you know, that's maybe interesting here that we could talk about is, is that little part where you mentioned, hey, is Airbnb, you know, is Airbnb showing my property uh, higher up in the search rankings assuming like, you know, you're, you're not on incognito mode and yeah, most likely it is because you are visiting your property because uh, there's a few different factors there, but overall what that means is that there's some personalization that's involved. When a, a guest is searching on Airbnb, they're going to get some personalization in their search results. Uh, we did run a test on this actually. Uh, what we saw was that the personalization, uh, you know, how many, how many listings that are actually personalized to guest searching is actually just the usually just the first few listings at the top of the page. Um, it's the rest of the listings are pretty much the, the same rankings as everyone else sees, but it's just those first few that, um, that have to do with, you know, what they booked in the past and also what they most likely recently looked at as well. So that's what a, a guest is seeing. And, and if you are going to 
uh, run a search for yourself, then just make sure you're popped onto uh, in incognito mode. Okay. And so, but I think that's the most important, right? To being on the first top, right? Of the page is, is really important because oftentimes, you know, being on page one, being at the top, those are the properties in my perception are the ones that are going to get booked unless you, you know, change my mind. Let me know the truth. <laughs> you know, I think there's, I think there's a few, a few ways to think about that. Um, at least for myself, when I'm searching on Airbnb, I will go, I will go through a few depths of pages. You know, I might even go all the way to the, to the fourth page um, in, in general. That's, that's kind of my search. Cause I'm, I'm very particular, about I, I, I really like views. So if, if I'm looking for a property, it, it usually I'm trying to rent something with a, with a view. Um, and that's, you know, and, and that's, that's, that's my own personal preference. Right. But in general, uh, what you're talking about when you're, when you're ranked higher, one of the benefits of being ranked higher is that, uh, at least from what we've seen when a property reaches that level of being on the first and second page, they tend to actually stay there for a longer period of time. And that's great, right? Because what we've seen is, you know, if you're ranked a little bit lower, you will bounce around a lot more versus when you're ranked higher at the top, your visibility doesn't change as much, which is a good thing uh, because we're running like millions of searches. So that's, that's kind of what we've seen is that when a property reaches the, the, the first, second page, they tend to stay there for a longer period of time. The reason that we believe that that's happening is, is mostly to do with because there's more data being collected about your property uh, because when you're on the first and second page, there's just more people looking at. There's more eyeballs. There's more opportunities to improve your, your click-through rates. There's more opportunities to improve other ranking factors such as you know how long somebody spends in there, the overall booking rate, things like that. There's just more data that's being collected for a property that is staying, that is, that is ranked higher. And that tends to be a benefit, right? When we're talking about rankings and, and search engine optimization or SEO, if you guys have kind of heard that term, we're, it's really a long-term game, right? So that's, that's, the, that's kind of the, the nice circle that, that we can talk about. Gotcha, gotcha. So you spoke about some metrics and I know for you as a, you're probably a data jockey going through spreadsheets and spreadsheets and they're all important, but for an investor, what's important for me is the booking rate, right? I want to get booked, period. <laughs> so yeah, you know, pricing strategy, I have all of that behind it, but yes, visibility, yes, click through, yes, length of time on the, um, on my listing, all of those are great, but am I, am I getting that conversion? Am I getting booked? Are there any metrics that you would say are pretty in line with booking rates? Do they all kind of factor into the booking rate? What should we be looking at as we're kind of analyzing, you know, the behaviors of our potential guests as they're coming through and looking at our listings? That is a good question. I know you kind of, you, you kind of put it through the lens of a of an investor. Um, I am trying to think about how to connect those two things. Uh, but I mean, overall, your, your booking rate is uh, essentially the number of people that visited your, your listing divided by, or sorry, no, it would be the, the, the number of bookings that you received divided by the number of people that, that viewed your listing page. Not viewed your listing on the search results, but is, is more along the lines of, of the people that actually visited the page and then booked or contacted you. That's kind of a, a micro conversion. It's, 
if you want to think of it like this, it's kind of, um, I think the best way for me to explain it is, is that there's the art and the science, right? So the art is things like creating a collage for your photo, uh, for your for your cover photo, or your feature photo, or uh, whatever you want to call it, right? Uh, creating that collage for your photo, it does stand out. And that's kind of the art behind it, right? Because you're creating collage, but really the science is that you're just trying to drive clicks and improve your click-through rate. Um, so hopefully that maybe, I, I don't know if that exactly answers your question, but if, if you want to think of um, uh, from it, from, from a high level perspective, probably the art and the science are probably approachable way to, to, to think about that. Got it, got it. And it's funny that you say that because that's one of the suggestions that we um, implemented with the listing, Debbie's listing that I was uh, discussing a little bit earlier for our, our mini case study there. So that's Perfect. pretty awesome. So tell me something, um, what are the top three things I can do to improve my listing? I, I think we're kind of on that subject right now in terms of the art and science, because that's okay. probably just going to go a little bit deeper we'll go we can go a little bit deeper with that um overall i think the first thing that you may want to think about is just going for and, and thinking about those those small conversions along the way right um and breaking things down uh, in in how a person searches on airbnb and then ultimately finds your property and then decides to book right i guess the the first thing would be you know when they're running that search and they're uh, searching, uh, they're putting in filters and things like that. That's that's one thing. And when they when they arrive and they see your 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 listing on the search results, that's one small conversion to focus on. Would be the click through rate, like we mentioned. So the click through rate is essentially how many people uh, viewed your property on the search results page and then ultimately click through. So that's one small conversion, right? And then from a view to a booking is another way to think about that. So that's kind of the, the, the science that we're talking about, right? So how many bookings did you get divided by the views that you did in a, in a, a specific time period? So those are kind of things that you want to start thinking about is just thinking about the small conversions that, that a guest goes through and how to, to kind of optimize your, your property for that. There's a few different ways to do that, but I think in general, you just want to think about small conversions along the way, because all those little tiny things do ultimately lead to somebody booking your property, right? Nobody can even get to your property unless they see your property in general, right? So, so just think about that and, 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 and put that in the back of your head. So probably that's the, the first thing I would, I would think about. Um, uh, in general, you know, if you, uh, I would love for people to come and try us out, but that would be the second tip is to, to just add your property into rank breeze because then you can actually understand where your search visibility is right so for us uh i'm trying not to get too deep here but uh when when you're looking at your when you're looking at your properties uh in in rank breeze you're actually seeing an average of your overall performance um, throughout the day, you know, and through many different searches. So that kind of gives you a better sense of, of not just one search that you ran, but thousands and thousands of different searches that, that we run for your property, just to see where you're ranking. And then from there, you can kind of make these decisions on whether you want to uh, adjust your title, adjust your description, adjust your photos, um, uh, focus on conversion rates, things like that. Uh, and we provide these tips for you inside of RankBees as well. So when you add your property in RankBees, you can kind of see your, your search visibility and you have these little 
things that you can do to to look at your um, to look at your title. So titles are very important. We can maybe uh, double click on that and, and see how that works. So your title is um, I think you can, I think people don't get enough out of squeezing um, more out of their titles. You probably know which title, which photo is probably going to work the best for you. And if you're not, you're really just going to change the whole thing. And like I said, like, instead of going from like a single photo, you're going to do the collage, right? But in terms of your title, I think things that people might be missing is that um, you, people can find you on Airbnb in all sorts of different ways, right? Um, I think I have a regular way of searching on Airbnb myself, uh, but you know, I talk to my friend and he tells me that he doesn't even look at the map. He just turns the map off and he just looks straight down, up and down the, the properties. Um, I, I, I forget what that's called, but it's essentially you're turning off the map and he's not really thinking about location. He's just trying to find the best property that he can. So these are different ways that people are searching. But another way that people also find properties is just going on Airbnb. And when they're typing in their search, so for example, their city, sometimes they might put something like uh, Miami rooftop, let's say. And then all of a sudden, all these rooftop places pop up in the search suggestions right below. So that is another reason uh, and way that you can kind of squeeze more out of, uh, out of your title. So that's uh, the second thing, I guess. And uh, so the first is focus on small conversions. The second is, is adding your properties into rank in general, just understanding where your search visibility is. Um, and uh, the third thing kind of goes along with that is that you kind of want to test different things out, right? Like things change and, and Airbnb, Airbnb updates their algorithm from what we've seen around every 15 days. So we just noticed that there's a lot of shifts that happen about every 15 days. I think just put out a release and that's kind of maybe their, their cycle for, for, for releases. Um, so that's maybe something to keep in mind. Uh, I know some people, I was on the phone with somebody the other day and he was asking about whether or not um, he was kind of worried and he thought that maybe he was, being punished by Airbnb. And, and uh, I just kind of said, you know, you may want just maybe just wait like 15 days and, and, and see how the dust settles from there, because you never know exactly what's going to happen. Um, but in general, you want to test your assumptions because it, it can take some time to get results. I think that what Rachel did was awesome because she's really good at what she does. Um, but in general, you want to, you just want to, some things take time, especially the improvement of rankings, right? Like to get to that first position there and to stay there for a long period of time, it takes time. And a lot of that has to do with testing things and just letting Airbnb do its thing, letting the data be collected around the net amount of clicks. Like is a title that you made, uh, you know, maybe you put an offer in your title, like a 25% offer, or maybe you're talking about a specific month or you want to put a bonus. I don't know exactly what, but you know, those little changes that you make, just give Airbnb a little bit of more time uh, to actually analyze your property and assess it based on the other properties and then kind of see how it goes. And sometimes you're not going to really know because if you're hanging around in like the, the fifth or fifth, sixth, seventh page, in general, you're not really going to, to see those major differences because there's not as much data being collected in those uh, on those pages. So you won't get the feedback loop that's required to see how, how well you're doing. Yeah, hopefully that helps. It's kind of focus on those small conversions, those, those, those impressions, clicks, those views, and then the bookings to all the way to, to how many people contact you and making those improvements if you want to break things down. 
tracking your search visibility in general and just adding your properties and rank reason and, and kind of optimizing it based on the, the, the tips that are provided based on for the titles that we've kind of dove into and uh, testing your, your assumptions and just letting the dust settle and letting Airbnb work in your favor. I, there's smoke coming from my Apple pencil from all the notes. <laughs> that was so good, Calvin. Oh my gosh, that was so good. And I'm so glad I opted not to answer all of the questions about ring prices. You know what? Let's have Calvin come in and explain this to us. I, and and it's it's wow, you know, it's it's so in depth that um, it wouldn't be something that's easy to keep up with if you're doing the manual job, which is how I started manually just looking. So that definitely would not be the easiest way to do it. And so thank you so much for going over the importance of the title, because I work with um, clients and uh, new investors who outsource the property management and the title may be something kind of, you know, um, I would say, specific uh, to say their favorite book or to, and that's cute and all, but does it, you know, really um, address the guests that are coming? Does it really give them the story of what exactly um, the property can provide? You know, like you said, you're looking for views. Um, you know, rooftop is a fantastic one. The offer, that one right there, I double highlighted and circled that one. That's cool. You know, I've seen that before, but I didn't really, you know, you know, look into that. So that's a good one too. So the title is so, so important because a lot of times folks aren't reading all of the details of the description. You just get that picture in that title to identify, you know, who's going to click. So one thing that uh, might be helpful to to talk about, because you said that you, you you speak to some some people and, and their titles are just they're very personal, you know, and I, I think I understand where that comes from. But really, you know, we talk about Airbnb. We can also talk about VRBO. We can talk about pretty much anything, um, but we can break it down and break it down like this. So since we're kind of on the topic of, of search engines, there's traditional search engines such as such as uh, such as Google, for example, uh, and then there's marketplace search engines. So that would be Airbnb. Amazon is another uh, marketplace search engine. So if you want to think about that kind of stuff, uh, that might be helpful. But in another way, maybe something that's uh, a little bit more approachable was is you know given the idea that it's you know Airbnb is a marketplace, right? So imagine if you were selling fruit. <laughs> Maybe you are a farmer and you go to the market and you are trying to sell fruit, but everyone else has fairly similar fruit, maybe the same sizes and things like that. Your sign should be the best sign out of all of those ones, right? If you have kind of the same product, you, you know, I'm not saying everybody has the same product, but I'm just saying that you have to think about it from marketplace. Imagine if I was, if you were walking through a marketplace on, in, you know, um, on Saturday night and there's all these different things trying to catch your attention, right? That's the same thing that a guest is going through, uh, except they're, they're, they're doing it digitally on, on Airbnb. Awesome. Awesome. And you're right because in the units where we have very similar to our competitors, I'll throw something in my title, like King Bed, you know? I mean, not the most, you know, mind-blowing thing, but King Bed, hello, you know? <laughs> that's 
something yeah. that's really sought after, you know? So it's as simple as adding something like that to the title, right? What do you think, Calvin? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. That's, uh, that is pretty much <laughs> the, you want to add things that people are searching for, you know, um, even, you know, if you happen to have a Harry Potter, uh, property, then put, you know, you're probably going to put Harry Potter in there <laughs> somewhere Absolutely. in your title. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's those things that kind of work together uh, and, 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 and improve your search visibility, right? If somebody's looking for something specific, then, uh, uh, and if they can't find it on Airbnb, they sometimes go to Google to search for things like that, right? And Airbnb, or sorry, Google indexes uh, Airbnb listings. And sometimes that's how people find properties, right? If they're looking for like a boathouse or something like that. And there's just, I think Airbnb's probably changed their categories by now, but back then there wasn't really an opportunity to find these very, very specific things. And people knew they were out there. And when I've spoken to, to other hosts, they've just kind of said that, that uh, people just end up finding them somehow. And then what do you know, you type up uh, Airbnb uh, something and then boathouse and, or the city and then the boathouse and there they were uh, ranking number one happened to be. So I assumed that there was probably some uh, well, you, you can track that stuff. You can definitely see like search volume that, that goes through through Google. But yeah, that's, the, you know, the, the title, going back to that, the title and, and adding things like that, uh, such as your, you know, the king bed, that's, that is, that is a good uh, strategy. Awesome. And you're absolutely right. Like a, a book like Harry Potter, you definitely want to highlight that because that is definitely a cool amenity and it's a well-known, you know, book and uh, movie and series and all of that stuff. And so what I will tell you that I loved about Bring Breeze Kelvin was, you know, as you become more and more professional host, and um, I feel like you forget things, right? <laughs> so every little tweak that I made to optimize my listing, I had the opportunity to journal within Rink Breeze so that I could know these are the tweaks I made and I go back and check. And, you know, depending on where my listing is, is did it help or did it not really help? And so I do love that about, um, about Rank Breeze, the journaling aspect of it, because you know what, when I also used it, I would quickly identify. Uh, so for one of our listings, it's a smaller listing where we can house six guests. If I'm searching for six guests, I would rank maybe on page two, but if I'm searching for two guests, I would rank on page one. And I couldn't crack that code, so to speak. So what I would do was kind of tinker with, identify the others that are top ranked for the actual property that's not ranked, you know? And then I would just try to see what it is that they have that either I don't have, like why? So just troubleshooting in my own uh my own limited <laughs> capacity as to why I would be ranked in a, on page two or three or four for a number of guests, but yet a different number of guests, I would be on page one. Any insight on how that algorithm works and why it's doing that? I'll, I'll put a caveat and say, <laughs> I don't know every single thing. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if anybody really does, but uh, the but but as far as as far as my my intuition says is that that Airbnb is a matchmaking system, right? So they're constantly trying to match people up with properties that they know. If Airbnb puts this particular listing in front of somebody that is searching for this guest count, then what is the likelihood that somebody will book this property? And generally, that has to do with things like people that booked your property in the past. 
So I think that if you want to improve your rankings for a for, 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 for some guest counts that you're not doing too well in, uh, I think, first of all, you just kind of have to be, you, you'll have to be reasonable in a sense, right? Like, I think I was speaking to somebody the other day and uh, they had a mansion. <laughs> they had a mansion and they were trying to, they were asking these and they, they did ask that question, you know, about, about, um, about rankings. And I just had to say to them, well, you know, it's, it's very unlikely that you will, you will get a booking from a one guest. <laughs> Maybe if, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is booking your property and he just wants to chill out and not talk to anybody or something like that. Right. That might be possible, but in general, it's a matchmaking system. Right. Uh, but just in general, you want to be, you want to be reasonable and, and think that, you know, sometimes you're not going to be able to rank for, for things if you have a huge guest count. Right. Uh, but in general, so if you want to think about uh, trying to improve your rankings for a specific guest count, I think there's probably a few things we could talk about. So one thing that we do is we kind of call it like smart wishlisting. I don't know if that's a great term for it, uh, but wishlisting is a thing that Airbnb looks at and, and you know, you can kind of see those metrics in Airbnb too in the, in the performance dashboard. But what we'll do is we'll actually go and select a specific date uh, and the specific guest count, and when we'll ask somebody to 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 guess us the property, or not guess us property, to to wish us the property, um, that's kind of like one thing that we found is because it's just a little bit better than when you ask somebody to come and wish us your property. But you know, it's very rare that a person will actually really go and find a property and wish list it, and there's no dates associated, there's no guest counts, there's nothing, right? It's it's very rare versus something that has an actual guest count and an actual date set. That has a, to me, would be a, a better indication of somebody who is actually trying to look for this property, not just asking their friend to, to wishlist it. So maybe that's one thing you can try. Um, a second thing would be to run uh, what we call a spot check. So in RankBreeze, what you can do is there's kind of a table that you can see, and then uh, there's all these dates on the top, and they're broken down in different ranges. Like uh, typically it has to do with your average length of stay. So you'll, let's say your average length of stay is five days. So you'll have these five date increments. And what happens is that you can go on rank breeze and you can look at, uh, those increments. And I would go down to that specific guest count and try and find a weekend that's available. Uh, and you can click a little button. It's called the spot check button. You click it and then it opens up Airbnb and you can, you can essentially see a zoomed in version of where your property is for that date and for that, uh, sorry, for that date range. And then also for that guest count that you're trying to focus on. And then from there, uh, the spot check really just involves taking, putting yourself in the shoes of a, of, of a guest and trying to look at it from that point of view. So if somebody's coming up and they're going to look at your property for that guest count and for a weekend date, is it likely there were, they're going to book my place. You know, are we a little too high out of range compared to our closest comparable? Um, is our title attention grabbing enough? Uh, things like that, that are these, these call them spot checks, just because they're, they're, they're kind of exactly what they're sounding like. They're we're really just running a spot check and seeing how we're performing for that guest count, but really are putting ourselves in the shoes of, of a guest uh, and the the third thing in terms of trying to improve your your search ranking for a specific guest count is just getting more guests to book that uh, at that guest count. So whatever you can do to stimulate 
a booking is probably my suggestion. There's in, in the world of SEO search engines, their search engine rankings or search, en- search engine optimization, there's white hat methodologies, you know, things that are not breaking terms of service. And there's black hat opportunities that you can do. I'm not really going to go around those, those two things, but I think you guys kind of know what I'm saying. You want to stimulate a booking. Um, one way that you can do that is again, putting an offer in the title, or maybe you can do something like if somebody books uh, six guests or more, we will include a bottle of wine or something like that. Oh. Things like that, that you can creatively use to, to uh, stimulate a booking at that guest count. And then from there, that kind of gets Airbnb to understand, okay, we sent somebody here. There was a six guest because of that particular reason. And that just kind of snowballs in itself. And you can go up and up and up after that, right? So many gems. Oh my gosh. Love, love, love all the gems. And Short-term you know gems. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's why. So up until now, you're, you're right. We didn't really talk about pricing because that's one area that's so important, you know, and in terms of your comps, you want to be priced um, appropriately. But, you know, I haven't heard you say, Kelvin, you know, to increase your rankings. Look, I'm taking all of the notes. I'm in school today, guys. If you guys are listening and you're not taking any notes, you're leaving money on the table, just saying. So we went over number one, the micro conversions. We went over number two, finding out exactly where you are in the ranking. We went over number three, you're gonna test your assumptions. Never did you really say, lower your price to rock bottom, (laughs) you know, in order to improve your rankings. And that's something that I see that's done a lot. Yes. You want to kind of tweak and make sure that your pricing is priced appropriately. You're still giving the good value, but you're, you don't seem to be a proponent for just dropping your price till the cows come home. And and I believe that's something that we see sometimes in some markets and it, it can be a little bit, you know, challenging, you know, so I do, I do appreciate the perspective of um, so many other levers that we can pull because, you know, the pricing lever is almost like putting a hatchet to it. Yes, we know we can do that. But what are some of the other things we can do? Yeah, I think, you know, while we're kind of on that topic about pricing uh, or prices is that, yes, if you lower your price, you will improve your (laughs) rankings. That is definitely something we have seen. We didn't really focus on this conversation. I don't really talk about that too much in a sense, just because the whole idea of trying to improve your search visibility is to not decrease your prices. So that's kind of everything we're talking about is using that as a last resort. Of course, it makes sense to lower prices because if you lower prices, more people are going to be most people are attracted to lower prices and that leads to more clicks and things like that. Right. But it's a business. You don't really want to do that. And we're trying to kind of highlight all these different ways in which you can achieve better rankings without, uh, the, the, uh, without, you know, leaning on dropping your prices lower and lower and lower and lower again. Right. And, you know, that is kind of a frustrating thing about being, about being um, a property manager and a host and stuff like that. It's just because there's, I wish you, I wish there was a button or you could just 
tell that person that's right by you not to lower their price because <laughs> you know if we were like a gas station if everybody worked together like uh like a coalition <laughs> almost and we all had similar prices and we all worked together in a in a network uh i think we would be better off right rather than that neighbor who keeps lowering lowering prices and then um you know the algorithms or you know people that are using some pricing tools and stuff like that they'll the, those prices just get ultimately lowered and lowered, lowered because they're using other properties as signals as well, right? And it's it makes sense, but that's that's kind of this uh, small tangent. I'm I'm probably going to stop at right now, but uh, yeah, we we just try to okay. not talk about lowering prices because there's there are other things that you can do to stimulate um, stimulate better rankings. Awesome, awesome, and that's what we're talking about today. Your solution for stimulating better rankings. So, a question from Michael Doc Rivers: Do you try to mimic hotel prices or just go by local B and B prices? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I'll I'll take a stab real quick. So, Michael, I actually use a dynamic pricing tool, and there are many of them out there. The top uh, most popular are Price Labs. Uh, Beyond Pricing and Wheelhouse. Uh, Buoy is a newer uh, pricing tool as well. Uh, we actually had the opportunity to interview uh, Tim Spiker of Buoy, the founder of Buoy. So look in um, our thread and you'll see that interview. And I think this is the last week he's offering um, some revenue management data uh, for us in this group. So take advantage of that because you're going to have to start paying for it afterwards. <laughs> so um, th those are my two cents. So Price Labs uh, uses BNB pricing. I know that um, Tim says his buoy, it uses uh, hotel pricing as well. Uh, Kelvin, any thoughts? I think the question was around whether air or sorry, hotel prices should matter in the pricing of a short-term rental, I think. Is that, is, that, is that kind of his question? Maybe you can, maybe that is what he intended. He said, do you try to mimic hotel prices or just go by local B&B prices? So maybe I you see. can expound on that from your perspective. I tend to not really pay attention too much to, to hotel prices. You know, there's a few different reasons, but in general, when a person is searching on Airbnb, uh, there's no, there's no real other competition that has to do with hotels, except, well, there are hotels on there, but I guess, I think he's probably talking about, you know, like off of Airbnb and stuff like that. But in general, you know, if, if you're, if you just want to focus on your particular market and your, your local area based on a certain radius, that's probably going to give you the best uh, judgment for where to price at. Um, in in RankBreeze, we have a, a pretty simple pricing tool uh, in which you can add in your competitors. So you can choose and create a custom comparable set. And then it's very similar to your multi-calendar that you see in Airbnb. And you can kind of scroll horizontally. And once you add those competitors in, you can kind of see your prices along with the prices of of other properties around you. Uh, you can see the uh, where what they're priced at for every single day, as well as you know when they're booked, unbooked, and what prices they were booked at for their base rate. Um, so that's maybe one concept idea that, that I would say. Uh, but I guess fundamentally, the reason why I, I don't really pay that much attention to hotel prices is because I think that the 
like the Airbnb or the short-term rental or the vacation rental guest is a little different than the hotel guest. I just love vacation rentals. So I, I, I don't stay in hotels unless I'm forced to, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> most of the time I'm going to do the best I can to find a vacation rental because I, I like the, the product and the experience of vacation rentals more than hotels. So for me, I don't even really compare the two. I won't even think about staying in a hotel, mostly because we don't have a kitchen for the most part, unless there's, unless you're staying in um, something like the Marriott that has the vacation club and they've got that stuff set up there. But in general, I just think it's a different, it's a different product, it's a different experience. So for me, from my perspective, hotel prices aren't as relevant because they're not in the mindset of, of somebody who would be more dedicated to staying in a vacation rental versus uh, staying in a hotel. That makes sense. <laughs> so Julie says, uh, Kevin, mutual admiration society exists. That's right. No one wants a crack house Airbnb. It is not great for reviews, even if it's a cultural experience. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what she said. <laughs> yeah, you can add that in your title and you can get, you know, decent rates and stuff like that. But ultimately, ultimately, there's going to be uh, there's going to be some some different factors in play. Um, actually, you know, that that probably reminds me of something that, that maybe we could talk a little bit about since we're kind of on on that topic. It just it just reminded me. Um, so Airbnb has all these different ranking factors. And uh, I think there's they've mentioned about 150 plus ranking factors. We've found about how many 28 that, that we've put together. So if you just pretty much just look up uh Airbnb ranking factors in Google, and you search for, for rank reason somewhere on, on the search results there, then you'll see uh, a piece of content that we put together. It's very long, um, it's, uh, but it's, it's well worth the, the time to go through. But in general, um, I think we might want to talk about some, some things like uh, the, the idea that overall, there's kind of these three core areas that are involved in the ranking factors. So overall, you've kind of got your availability. So that's, that's, uh, that's important, right? So without any availability, you are not gonna be found in, in search results. So that's kind of the baseline, right? You have to have some dates available in order to be found on Airbnb. Um, so that's, so that's let's, important. Let's pause right there. So define that from an Airbnb ranking perspective, available for 30 days, available for 60 days, available for 90 days in terms of opening how far do I open my calendar? Is that a part of it too? That's, you know, that's a good question. Um, I don't know if I would even say that we can even would need to get that microscopic with it. Okay. It's just in general, any availability is good. Everybody just wants all, they want all the bookings for every vacation rental. Let's, let's be, let's be honest here, right? They're, right. they're a big company. They want to get all the bookings. They don't want people going to VRBO, booking.com and things like that. Um, and I think one thing too, that you may want to think about as well is that Airbnb still has lots of growth. Um, you know, I, I speak to people in, in, in Europe and, and things like that. And Airbnb is definitely not as big over there as it is in, in North America. Uh, so there's still a lot of room to grow, but in general, Airbnb just wants to have as much availability on their platform as possible. So yes, leaving your calendar out further ahead is, is good from an availability standpoint. I would just say that if you're going to be open for that long, just make sure you're priced Price dwells that if, if somebody plans that far ahead in advance, 
that um, your prices are, 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 are high enough that, that it's worth it because you're kind of running the risk of opening your calendar so far in advance, right? But also maybe right. not running the risk because the uh, COVID. Up, <laughs> yeah, that's true too. The reason I bring it up, Kelvin, is because like you said, the, the algorithm changed, the searchability has changed. So if I'm just flexible date traveler, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that person who has more availability have a little bit more of a leg up the flexible you know, for those flexible, wide open travelers. I've seen, I've searched in certain locations and I guess the searching is so loose. I don't know if that's the right term for it. It's so loose that I, you know, I'm provided properties outside of those locations more so than ever before. Yeah, you know, and I think that just kind of doubles down on on the fact that it's just general availability, having lots of avail- having the availability on your on on Airbnb that's what they like Airbnb doesn't really differentiate between when you book when you when you block out a block out a date they don't really care or or understand really that 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 booking is from air from VRBO or from booking.com or you're just doing maintenance all they know is that you don't have availability on that day so they don't they're they're not going to show you for those days because you're you're blocked off, um, and they're not really making it different. If it's booked, if it's booked through Airbnb, also, or if it's booked through Airbnb, they know that oh yeah, this is one of our bookings. Exactly. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, okay. I mean, I mean that if it's booked, if it's blocked off because it's a booking from Airbnb, then uh, then then that would that would that would be a positive okay. thing, right? But if it's blocked okay. off, then Airbnb doesn't like that that okay. that aspect of it. Um, so yeah, there's, there's kind of three core areas availability, just the, mm-hmm. like baseline, you gotta be available for dates. Um, right. and the, the second thing is, so we're talking about ranking factors, right? The, there's the availability, making sure that you're available. That's mm-hmm. the, the baseline. The second is these engagement factors. Engagement factors are, are, are things we've kind of been talking about such as, uh, clicks, time on page, conversion rates, uh, views, things like that, um, how responsive you are to, to guests, all these things play a factor um, in terms of how every Airbnb is basically scoring every, every listing and every host, right? But let's just talk about listings. So how they're scoring a listing. Um, and yeah, there's availability and there's these engagement factors. And then finally, uh, there's hospitality factors. So these are, these are the reviews that, that, that are provided. Um, and then the, uh, to go along kind of with that would be the post, I don't really know what to call them, the post stay survey, maybe that uh, when I say that, what I'm talking about is when a guest stays at your property and they are asked to leave a review, they kind of have the review broken down into two, two, two parts. There's the review that everyone else sees, and then there's the review that's provided directly to Airbnb. Um, and the first review, I think most of us have gone through where you just leaving some kind words for the, for the, for the host and um, leaving your star ratings for, did you have fun? <laughs> did you, was it, was the place clean? Things like that. Uh, but then afterwards, there's another survey that Airbnb asks that is a um, kind of what I would say is kind of part of their hospitality factors. And these are um, these are pretty interesting questions. It's very long. <laughs> it's very, very long as well. I think the, the, the normal reviews that people see are about 
two, three, two pages maybe. Um, and that's the public review that every that everybody sees on Airbnb. But there's this post stay, there's this post stay survey that Airbnb is only asking for themselves. And these this is a very, very in-depth review that that is only going to Airbnb. And I and, and those things kind of all work together. So um, again, if we're talking about rankings and and, and things like that. If, if you want to break things down very easily in, in your mind, you've got availability, you've got engagement factors, and then you also have hospitality factors. And all those things kind of work together in the score of, of your listing. That is so good. So the post-stay review, who fills that out? Is that the guest that fills it out also? Yeah, it's the guest okay. that fills it out. Um, I'm not really sure it's very long. It's like eight pages long. And they ask things such as one of them is, is almost like confirming whether or not a host actually has a TV in their property. You know, they said that TV, did they have a TV? Do they actually have a TV? It's, it's these, it's a, it's a very long survey. I'm not really sure if every guest would go through that. Um, Cause it's, it's quite in depth. I went through it cause it's kind of like my job to, <laughs> to, 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 to go through it. But uh, yeah, I, I, uh, it's just yeah, it's just something to keep in mind is that there's things that Airbnb is doing that uh, that are working all together with with your with your properties that have to do with hospitality. Awesome, awesome, very very interesting. And I noticed that um, as I think about identifying properties, I don't remember seeing that survey, but I've seen a lot of new amenities being added onto the platform. And that's definitely one way, right, Kelvin, to make sure that maybe you're doing some maintenance, you're, you're checking all of the, the amenities that you may already have. Why not go in there and, and double check and make sure you, you tick those amenities, especially if they're already, you know, if it's something that you have like luggage, that was a new one, not too long ago, luggage, um, EV chargers, I think is a new one. Yeah, I saw that EV chargers. Interesting. Awesome. So Calvin, we are at our last moment here. Where can people learn more about Rank Breeze or where can they find Rank Breeze? Well, you can find Rank Breeze. Uh, we have a kind of a link set up for, for the people of short-term gems. Uh, and it's rankbreeze.com forward slash short-term gems. And uh, it's all spelt in one word, rankbreeze.com forward slash short-term gems. Pretty much if you go there, we've got uh, a bunch of information on what's included. Like like I mentioned, we focus on rank optimization, price optimization, as well as market data. Uh, If you are kind of cruising around, I think a lot of you guys are probably investors or even if you're not an investor, I would say that we kind of have, we we have a few tiers, but uh, overall there's a middle tier that you can go with. And we have these, um, these small dollar paid trials, uh, it's between a $7 to $9 paid trial, very, very small, uh, and, uh, go for the $9 trial. I think you get, um, significantly more value from there. Uh, essentially what that $9 trial gives you is, is everything is kind of what I've spoken about, but it also includes that market data. So it's kind of a Chrome extension, uh, as well as a marker port. Uh, the Chrome extension is where you pretty much have you, if you have this extension installed, you can go any anywhere on Airbnb, whether it's your city, whether it's a neighboring state or province or a different country. Uh, and you can look, click on any Airbnb and, and see the, um, see the rental data for that property. So rental, 
uh, rental income, occupancy rates, things like that. And then if you have the extension installed, uh, you just position the map. And then from there, uh, we collect all the properties in the area and provide some interesting stats such as uh, top properties, how the market's doing in terms of occupancy rates over the, the, over the next few months. And then uh, also the amenities that are also bringing in the most value to for, or sorry, not value, uh, the most income for, for guests or for hosts, sorry. But yeah, overall, that's probably where to find us is rankbreeze.com forward slash short-term gems. And uh, yeah, we'd love to, to work with you guys. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I had some fun um, kind of demoing that with you a few weeks ago. You know, I'm always wanting to know where the properties are that are the comparables or competition. <laughs> and, and that is actually a strategy that I employ. So my strategy with our ownership side of the properties is how do we own and operate the least a number of properties that generate the highest profitability because uh, one thing we like to talk about, especially in luxury short-term rental investing, you can, you know, really make a difference in your financial picture with just one or two properties if you purchase it correctly. And if you're looking at the amenities that the neighborhood across the way, the seven-figure neighborhood across the way is leveraging, well, is there a way you can build a fire pit too? Well, probably, you know, some of the amenities you can definitely you know, try to implement in your property uh, that may be cost effective. Do they use really good sheets? Well, give that a try, right? If they're advertising, they're using Brooklinen, go for it and advertise you're using Brooklinen too. Then you really become a comp. You're offering nearly the same, you know, types of amenities that that property is offering. So that's what I love about short-term rentals. You can kind of um, break through a glass ceiling because, of, uh, you know, there's a lot that goes into long-term rentals, right? You have to be fair, affordable housing. You have to uh, fall within a certain guideline. But with short-term rentals, vacation rentals, you know, you're looking at, you know, the comparables around you, how they're doing, and you can kind of, you know, do the same, do the better, do better, do a little bit less and, and just, um, you know, set your own price, set your own value for the guests that you're serving. So Kelvin, I cannot thank you enough. Um, guys, Kelvin, I email him. And if I tell him I have a certain issue, his team is on the ball to help out, to remediate, to help me troubleshoot. So guys, it's not just um, a software, it is a service because they really, they really, they really respond. So Kevin, thank you so much for putting this amazing product out. I love it and I would recommend it to anyone. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Rachel. It was a pleasure uh, speaking with you and, and chatting with everybody else too. I hope you guys are having a good time. <laughs>